0: Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. Today, we continue to talk about the psychology of Jesus as we learn to live the Beatitudes. We come to the second Beatitude today when he talks about moving from grief to grace. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. The Beatitudes of Jesus embody the greatest truths for a happy life. And the word blessed means to be happy and fulfilled and satisfied. The Beatitudes present a paradox. A seemingly apparent contradiction that contrasts the truth of Christ with the fallacy of culture. Now, Christ stands above culture as our Savior. He's the way. But He stands against culture as our teacher, as the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way of salvation. He's above culture. He transcends religion. He's the only Savior. But as the truth, he is our teacher. And he guides us into all truth. And the Beatitudes are the teachings of Jesus to his disciples of how to live in the world. And they appear to be, each of them, a paradox. The first one, poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He contrasts poverty of spirit with the riches of the kingdom. Here he says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That mourning is the path. To comfort. Now, the culture in which we all find ourselves living and every generation lives in some sense of culture is basically the blind leading the blind into the ditch, as Jesus said. But Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life leads us to salvation. And so the teachings of Jesus run contrary, oftentimes, to culture. Blessed are the poor in spirit. The world would say, no, blessed are those who get ahead at any cost. Blessed are those who more in the world might say, blessed are those who never show their emotions, who take on a hard shell to succeed in life. You can't trust anybody. So the Beatitudes are, each of them a paradox, a contrast that we wouldn't normally hear in the world, and yet he's showing us the way to live, the best way to live, the highest way to live. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us clearly, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Romans 12 and 2. And the Beatitudes are a lesson in transforming our minds from thinking about the way the world might look at things to the way life really works. So Jesus says, the secret of this abundant life, this blessed life, blessed are those who mourn. Now, each Beatitude has a principle and then a promise. So let's begin with the principle of mourning. What does he mean, blessed are those who mourn? Well, the word mourn here that Jesus uses is one of the strongest words for mourning or sorrow in the Greek language. It is used for mourning, the death of a loved one. It is a deep-seated grief, too great for words. It signifies a sorrow that can issue in tears. That this is a mourning which pierces the heart and yet can be seen visibly, a a grief that takes over the whole person. And that's the word Jesus uses. Yet he says, this mourning brings comfort. Well, we know from Scripture that we mourn over our sins. That's the mark of true repentance. When David had his affair and he prayed that beautiful prayer of confession and found forgiveness and grace in Psalm 51, in verse 17 he says, the sacrifice of God is a broken and contrite spirit. And that's what it means to mourn. He had a broken heart, a broken spirit over what he had done. Second Corinthians 7:10 says that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. But worldly sorrow brings death because it's grief with no answer to the grief. But when we are sorrowful for our sins and we confess our sins to God, we find amazing grace and forgiveness and cleansing so that we don't have to live under the weight of guilt. Many people live every day of their lives with a sense of guilt and failure and shame. But when we come to God and mourn over our sins and say, Lord, I'm sorry, immediately we receive this amazing cleansing of, of grace. And not only knowing the fact of forgiveness, but the feeling of being forgiveness breaks that bondage of guilt off our lives. The Bible scholar William Barclay said the beginning of the Christian life is the complete dissatisfaction with life as it is. And that's what it means to mourn, to realize that we're falling short of the glory of God, that we're not living the life that God desires. And that's when we come to Christ to save us. What does it mean to mourn? Well, it also means that we share the sufferings of others. Romans chapter twelve, verse fifteen says, Rejoice for those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Galatians six and two says that we should carry each other's burden and fulfill the law of Christ, which is the law of love. So when Jesus says blessed are those who mourn, he says, Blessed are those who share the grief of others, who are concerned with the welfare of others, even to the place that they're moved emotionally. We do rejoice with each other in our successes, and when we're going through hard times, rather than judging people or correcting them, we mourn with them. We enter into their sorrow and their suffering. We also sorrow over the lost condition of humanity. Blessed are those who mourn when we look at the world around us and we see people who are lost from Christ, who need the grace of God. We mourn over that condition. We want to help them. Like Jesus, we read about in Matthew 14, verse 14, when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. We too mourn, in that sense, we sorrow over the lost condition of humanity. And that's what motivates us to go into all the world and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. The great British composer, Sir Edward Elgar, once listened to a talented young woman sing She'll be great, he remarked, when something happens to break her heart. He knew that out of great sorrow, music can come, a deep level of empathy, a deep level of compassion. That's what Jesus means. Blessed are those who mourn, that we mourn over our sins when we disobey God. And we, like David, know that the sacrifices of God are broken in contrite spirit. We mourn with others who are going through difficult times. We share in their suffering. We mourn when we see the condition of the world without Christ, and that mourning moves us with compassion to go and tell them about Jesus and to help them. Well, then he has a promise that goes to the principle. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. They will find comfort. Now, the word comfort is paraklain in the Greek. That means to comfort, to console, and to encourage. This is also the word that Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Remember how he told his disciples the night he faced the cross in John 14, verse 16, I will ask the Father and he'll give you another comforter. That is from that Greek word paraklain. It is the parakletos, the comforter. That is actually the name for the Holy Spirit that is used in a noun form by Jesus. That's the word that Jesus uses for they will be comforted. When you and I mourn over our sins, or we mourn with others, or we, we mourn over the condition of the world, there's a promise of divine comfort and grace that comes to us. The comfort of God in our lives will get us through any difficult season of life when we're going through grief or hurt or sorrow ourselves. There's no comfort that can rival the comfort that God gives. And Jesus says this is a promise of God to you when you're going through times of sorrow. And those of you listening to me today, there have been times when you have felt that. I've felt it in my own life, going through a difficult time, a difficult season. It's the great counterbalance to the grief we feel sometimes, the sorrow we feel, the disappointment we feel is this amazing grace of God that comforts us. And those of us that know the Lord, we know the experience and the reality of a comfort that doesn't come from anything in this world. It comes from a, a greater place. It comes from God himself and his spirit working in our hearts. Now, there are several applications of this comfort that is ours. First of all, this word means the unlimited forgiveness of God. When the leper came to Jesus right after he taught the Sermon on the Mount, in fact, he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus responded, I am willing be clean. That's one of my favorite miracles of Jesus. When he healed the leper, he touched the leper that the day. And the man said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Leprosy in the Bible can represent sin and suffering as well as a physical illness. But when you and I come to God and say, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. If you're willing, you can forgive me. God says, I am willing. God is always willing. This comfort that Jesus talks about is used to describe the unlimited forgiveness of God. You see, God always welcomes us back as in the story of the prodigal son, no matter where we go, no matter how far we get from God, just like the prodigal son came home and the father ran out and met him and restored him. The comfort that God promises us is even if we drift away, it doesn't matter. God always welcomes us back. There's no limit to God's forgiveness. And don't ever tell yourself there is. His Forgiveness is unlimited, and there's an amazing comfort when you know that God always forgives and always cleanses and always delivers. Comfort also means the unfailing help of the Holy Spirit. All of us need help at times. We need divine help. It's maybe our greatest prayer, Lord, help me. The word comfort, when he says you will be comforted, it means to summon to someone's side for help, to call somebody to help somebody out. Same way you get an ally, you get a counselor, you get a witness in a trial. It is also used to invite someone to a special banquet. When we repent, God throws a party for us. All of heaven rejoices. Jesus said over one sinner who comes to repentance in Luke 15 verse 10. Don't ever think that God won't help you with your problems, with your issues in your life, and your marriage or your family, your finances or with your kids, or with your career. Ask God for help. That's what He says. You may be going through a difficult time. It's a time of sorrow, you're depressed about things, you're discouraged about things. Ask the Lord to help you. He will comfort you in that sense. He will give thee this amazing help of the Holy Spirit. It also describes the uplifting encouragement of Christ to us. The word "comforted," paraklain, is the Greek word for this encouragement. It describes, in ancient Greek literature, soldiers who were in battle together, who were encouraging each other that they could win the victory. It means to inspire a person to achieve his or her highest potential and to ignite a fire until it bursts into flames. And Jesus assures us in the fight of faith. I've given you authority, he says in Luke 10 and 19. Whatever battle you're going through today, be comforted with the understanding that God has promised you victory in that battle. It is also the unconditional ministry of Christians to other people. You see, the comfort that we've all received from the Lord and that we receive at times in our own lives is a gift that we can share with others who are mourning, who are grieving, who are depressed, who are sad, who are discouraged and disappointed. See, God comforts us so that we can give the gift of comfort to others. Paul the Apostle puts it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, and he uses this word, paraclain, comfort, repeatedly. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. It is a paradox, but it is true. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Whether we mourn over our sins, we'll be forgiven, cleansed. Don't live under guilt today. Don't live under disappointment. Receive the comfort of grace. It's the unlimited help of the Holy Spirit to help you if you're going through difficult time, you're discouraged about what's going on in your life. It's this amazing ministry that we have to others that we can mourn with them, that God will use us to comfort them, to give them encouragement, to tell them you're gonna get through this time and season in life. And today, whatever trouble you may be going through, whatever difficulty, God's comfort is yours. I wanna pray for you today. Father, I thank you today that... You are always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You know everything that we experience in life. And today, Lord, I sense that some people are going through some difficulty in their life. They're mourning. They're sad. They're sorrowful. Some of them are disappointed, been hurt. And I pray today for the amazing comfort of the Holy Spirit to touch their hearts today, to remind them that you love them, that you are with them, and that you are going to help them through this season and give them victory in Jesus' name. Thank you for being with me for this time of studying the Word of God. I commend you for being faithful in studying the Word as we grow in grace and knowledge. It's a great ministry to share with others these teachings that you and I enjoy together. Invite others to subscribe to the ministry of Dig Deep on the app, get people to get the Mount Perrin app, get them to subscribe to Pastor David Cooper YouTube and watch the sermons and the teachings together. Thank you for your commitment to Mount Perrin and to our ministry and our missions around the world. Your faithful support is so appreciative, it's needed. Every time you give to support Mount Perry and you're helping people here in Atlanta and all over the world and through this amazing media ministry that we share together. Sunday's coming. I'm looking forward to seeing you and your family in church invite somebody to be with you this Sunday. God bless you. Have an incredible day. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.